0: Coming to you from the heart of the heartland, you're listening to Life Chat, a podcast designed to help independent agents make life easy. It's important to note the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of EMC National Life. Now it's time to get things started. Let's join our life insurance team.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Life Chat. I'm Laura Timmons, Marketing Analyst for EMC National Life
0: and I'm Anna Coleman. I'm the Marketing Communications Coordinator here at EMC National Life. And today, Laura and I will be your hosts. Here at EMC National Life, our purpose is to improve lives. And one way we are doing that is through our 2023 agent education campaign called Healthy Life. Each month, we focus on a specific wellness category, and we talk about how we can incorporate balance and wellness into our everyday lives. During the month of June, we are highlighting physical wellness and different ways to prioritize our physical health. To help us with our discussion on physical wellness, I would like to introduce our guest, Kylie Huber from EMC Wellness. Welcome, Kylie. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little more about what you do at EMC? Yeah, you bet, and thanks
2: for having me on. So my name is Kylie Huber, and I am the Senior Wellness Specialist at EMC Insurance Companies. I've been working there for about five years now, and we do a lot as a part of our jobs in the wellness department. So we plan, implement, and maintain the company health initiative. So a big part of this is overseeing our foundational wellness program called Thrive, And this is a platform that gives team members the ability to work toward their well-being goals while also uh, earning an incentive. We also organize other wellness programs throughout the year and events that team members can participate in, such as fitness-based, nutrition-based, mental health-based challenges, for example. And we also teach various fitness classes and monitor our on-site corporate wellness center here in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah,
1: thank you, and as we begin our discussion, can you tell us in your own words how you would define the different elements of physical wellness?
2: Sure, overall, physical wellness speaks to the ability to maintain a healthy quality of life, and that can look like just simply getting through daily activities uh, with ease, preventing illness, um, preventing chronic diseases, and this really entails a lot of different things that come together to make up our physical wellness. So, uh, something that I think we'll be talking a lot about today is fitness. And, uh, that's definitely a big one, but there's also, uh, things like eating a balanced diet, getting high quality sleep, um, making sure you're taking care of your mental health because that can impact how, uh, how things show up for us physically as well. So there's a lot that goes into it and I think it's always important to keep in mind um, that when we talk about health, we're not just focusing on uh, getting in our workout um, you know, or eating a salad for lunch. You know, There's a lot more to it than that and hopefully that's something we can dig into a little bit more.
0: That's a really great point. Um, I like how you point out physical wellness is not just working out, it's all of those other things you mentioned that make up our overall health. Um, but we do, our first question is about physical health. So we'll start with that mm-hmm. and then we'll lead into more like nutrition and other ways to keep up with our physical health. Um, so for example, like if I haven't worked out in a while, where would you suggest that I start? If you've kind of been away from working out, um, it seems intimidating, what What would you suggest?
2: I think the one of the first things that come to mind with this question is, starting with something that you enjoy and that you know doesn't seem like a chore or something that you're going to dread doing um, that's something that's going to help you come back for more and be easier to maintain long term and make it a part of your lifestyle which is ultimately the goal to have that optimal health and um, maintain it for the long run and then uh Moving your body in different ways that make you feel your best is also important. So that includes a variety of different kinds of movement Um, that could be, you know, walking, that could be working in the garden or uh, lifting weights in the weight room if that's something that you like to do. It's incorporating something that can get your heart rate up a little bit, but also will uh, improve your muscular strength. Um, Another good thing, to keep in mind and I also think is really important is starting slow. So, you know, you, especially like you said, if it's been a while, you don't want to jump in and try and, um, you know, hit your max weight on the bench press or go run a half marathon, you know, just to give some extreme examples, like Mm -hmm. you want to build up to those things. You want to take it easy. So starting with even just, uh, you know, five to 10 minutes of, going out for a walk or doing something really simple um and doing those in little chunks and then adding on to it as you adapt and as you start to improve that fitness ability is uh yeah really important.
1: That's really good advice. I know I'm definitely guilty of kind of doing the zero to sixty of being like, oh man, I'm in a rut where I haven't been working out very much lately. So then I sign up for these like really intense five AM classes and about two weeks in I'm like, This is the worst thing I've ever done. I'm definitely not doing this anymore. So yeah, I just Yeah. I think a lot of us are guilty of that. Good intentions, but maybe maybe dip the toe in first. So one of the guidelines that we see online a lot or when you're sort of looking for exercise recommendations is 30 minutes, five days a week. Um, And they usually just say like moderate intensity, but what exactly does that mean? Like, should you be breaking a sweat? Does that mean you're winded to a certain extent? Like what, what types of exercises does that include or what should someone shoot for to get started that way?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So What you're referring to is the physical activity guidelines for Americans, and I will say that uh, how exactly it looks can vary depending on the person, Um, but just to give a more general definition of what this is about um, is first that it's been established because there's a goal of promoting good health and reducing the risk of Uh, certain chronic diseases, especially those that have become pretty prevalent in modern times. So what the guidelines entail um, for, for your average adult, which there can be different groups of individuals that will have different guidelines like kids or older adults or those who have different conditions, it is 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity per week, or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity activity per week. And in addition to that, two days of muscle strengthening activity. So just to kind of break this down a little bit more, you're indicating that it can be a little hard to know what that means and what moderate intensity physical activity should look like. First, the, the 150 minutes should be something that's more aerobic based. So it gets your heart rate up, it's moving larger muscle groups in a more rhythmic way. So um, this could be like walking, running, biking, swimming, certain sports like tennis or soccer, um, doing yard work, uh, mowing the lawn. Doing fitness classes. There's a wide, wide range of examples there. Um, but something that you're doing in that way that's sustained over a longer period of time. And the way that kind of breaks out the 30 minutes, five days a week, that adds up to that uh, 150 minutes. And that's a good uh, amount of time to shoot for at once. But um, ultimately, the goal is to move towards. 300 minutes a week and that's kind of a good starting place and at first some it might even be breaking it down to 10 minutes at a time um, and building up from there it kind of goes back to the the last question we talked about with starting slow and building up Um, and a good thing to keep in mind when you're trying to figure out well what exactly is moderate intensity what's vigorous intensity Um, So if you kind of think about it on a scale of 1 to 10, as far as how much effort you're putting forth to do that activity, moderate's going to fall more in that middle, right? So it's going to be a 5 or 6 out of 10. Um, If you're going for a more vigorous intensity, at or above 7. So hopefully that gives a little bit better picture of what... Those guidelines are talking about, um, and also just keeping in mind that yeah, it will look a little different for each individual, um, but definitely a good thing to to shoot for. That's super helpful, and I'm glad that
1: yard work counts because I'm definitely getting plenty of that in. Same
2: <laughs> lately.
0: <laughs> yes, good. I could feel the gardening, doing the squats while you're you're digging up the dirt and planting. That's it right yes. there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that leads into our next question. So those healthy habits and fitting in that 150 to 300 minutes per week of physical fitness, how can we fit that into our workday? You know, most people are working in the office. We have agents. Maybe they're out in the field, but usually they're in the office meeting with people. We're sitting down a lot. What are some ways that we can kind of fit fitness into our workday, but then also how to make exercise part of your overall routine? Like, how do you figure out working out in the morning is better in the evening, different things like that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think this question really speaks to a lot of what I focus on as a part of my job, really trying to encourage those in the workplace to incorporate those healthy habits into their, not only their workday, but their overall routine, like you said. So I think, A good starting place is those small chunks and really uh, appreciating that the little things count. So taking the stairs instead of the elevator is a great example. If you are going into an office space where there there's an option to do that, that right there counts as physical activity. And if you're doing it multiple times a day, it really can add up. I love the example of parking farther away. So again, if you're commuting into the office, trying to find our parking spot that's not like right next to the door i know that might be like the golden parking spot that we want to fight for but um you know that can add up too if you just take you know an extra 100 steps or so to get to your desk and then at the end of the day and then throughout the day if you're moving around and, and taking the long route to get to the bathroom or whatever it might be Um, And this can apply in different ways if you're working from a home office. So uh, being intentional to take breaks to go up your stairs if you have them or step outside and take a quick lap around the sidewalk or whatever it might look like for you. So I think hugely it's about those small things that you can incorporate and reminding yourself in different ways, whether that might be throwing some time up on your calendar, setting a reminder on your phone, or if you have a, a watch that you wear, that's going to, that's going to serve you as well because, you know, you can get easily absorbed into what you're doing and time will just fly by and then you've been sitting for two, three hours. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I would definitely recommend those things as far as the ideal time to get an exercise, uh, get exercise in or workout Um, that's definitely going to depend on the individual. Um, I know some people who love to get up early and get it in before the workday and that can be great because then you know you've checked it off the list if you might struggle to get it done later in the day and that can really set you up for feeling good throughout your workday. For others who maybe aren't morning people. uh, It's a nice break in the day to try and get it in over lunch break. I will put a a small word of caution out um, for night workouts because I know that um, that might be the best time for people and if that has to be that's okay but that can impact sleep a little bit and it might make it harder to get a quality night of sleep if you're bringing up that adrenaline and getting your body working hard right before you're trying to go to bed um, but hopefully that answers your question no
1: that's really interesting
0: yeah those are all
1: all great ideas so we've talked quite a bit about exercise I know that's something that you know as we were planning it you know hypothetically if somebody hadn't been working out for a while where would they start <laughs> wink wink so yeah wink wink that's what we had you know some of Personally. our questions about. Um, but we also mentioned you know other aspects of physical wellness um, is good nutrition and healthy eating So do you have any tips on how to incorporate healthy foods into your diet or maybe any guidelines that people should follow to help make sure that um, their meals are balanced or they're building their plates
2: well? yes this this is quite a big topic so I'll do my best to just uh, skim the surface and hopefully provide something helpful I think, It goes back to something I talked about before and it goes back to that enjoyment. So you're not likely to sustain a behavior if it's not something that you can find enjoyment in. Um, And it might not always be that way. It doesn't have to be 100%, but as long as for the majority of the time you are um, looking forward to your break for exercise or you're looking forward to your healthy lunch that you prepared, that's going to keep you going on that track moving forward. So that's the first thing. Figure out what kinds of healthy foods that you enjoy eating that taste good to you. And and it could be how it's prepared. Um, it could be the specific type of food. Um, there's a lot to it, but I think that's just kind of a self-reflection thing. And as far as kind of identifying what healthy food might be, is getting back to uh, those whole foods that are closest to their form that you would find them in nature. So we're, we're straying away from things that have been really processed, um, things that are packaged in boxes that you would find a lot more of like in the middle of the grocery store versus like, on the edges where you can find like your fresh vegetables and fruits uh your meats your dairy those kinds of things look for colors Uh, and when i say colors i don't mean skittles or m&ms i mean like bright (laughs) vibrant colors from whole foods uh that i was just talking about so get a lot of those different colors in because vegetables and fruits, they have different constituents in them that provide just really great health benefits overall. And and you want to strive for that variety. Um, I also think the the phrase that comes to mind is variety is the spice of life, which is part of that enjoyment. Like keep keep getting in different um different types of things try and break the routine if you always have the same breakfast or always have the same lunch um that's that's definitely a part of nutritious eating as well
0: that's really helpful yeah that was great just go to the produce aisle yep. you can find mm-hmm. almost everything you need in the produce aisle
2: there's a lot of truth to that
0: we
1: actually have um a colorful food day coming up at work. So they plan like fun sort of in-office activities that we can do to kind of like make coming to the office fun. So you're saying don't bring Skittles to that. I think I'll (laughs) I'll go bring some fruits or vegetables or something (laughs) instead. We're on the wellness train. We'll try and uh, steer away (laughs) from
2: that kind of colorful food. Gotcha.
1: Okay, well thank you so much Kylie for joining us today. This was a great discussion. and I know I got a lot of helpful information out of it and I hope our listeners did too. Thanks for having me and it's great to talk to you. We are all about improving lives here at EMC National Life. Making sure you have adequate life insurance coverage can give you peace of mind and ensure anyone who depends on you will be taken care of should something happen. The best time to buy life insurance is when you are young and healthy because you may qualify for lower life insurance premiums. So just like with physical wellness like we talked about today, the best thing to do is just get started.
0: This episode is part of our Healthy Life campaign where we strive to improve lives through balance and wellness. We talked a lot in this episode about fitness and nutrition and as Kylie mentioned, physical wellness is all-encompassing including different aspects such as good sleep, drinking enough water, and checking in on our mental health. Check out our episode last month on emotional wellness with Brianna Sink, the Make It Okay coordinator with Iowa's Healthy Estate Initiative. To learn more about our Healthy Life campaign, visit our microsite at emchealthylife.com for podcast episodes, articles, social media, and more. If you have any ideas or questions for future podcast episodes, please email us at lifechat at emcnl.com. The link will be in the show notes, and we would love to hear from you. Thank you, Kylie, for joining us today on the podcast and for the great discussion on physical wellness. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye.